if you're like me, you've dreamt of becoming an accomplished musician and the satisfaction it can bring you. But there's hidden traps in the path to creating a musician's dream sound placed by ill-informed tutors and some online and real-world educators. We are forced to answer hard questions like how to grow as amateur musicians using time learning our craft intelligently, or how to achieve pristine musical sound quality without sacrificing wasted dollars. Finally, those questions and more can be answered after 20 years of research, trial and error. Follow this podcast while I expose missing pieces of the musical puzzle to take you from hours of musical frustration to feeling the excitement of musical excellence. You can join the journey on musicsecretsexposed.com I'm your host, Sylvia, and you're listening to the Music Secrets Exposed podcast. Hey, hope you're doing well. As I record this podcast, it is July of 2021, a beautiful summer's day in Ireland once again. As an artist, no matter whether you're in the musical arts or some other form of creative arts, expressing your creativity, expressing your art form is one of the key components of growing your skill and growing your creative juices, letting them flow much stronger. And unfortunately, due to the COVID pandemic, many artists have been suffering incredibly. Speaking from my own country, we have been in a lockdown since early last spring, on and off since then. And for example, most public events, if not all in the world of in the world of arts, have been cancelled. And with that, there has been a huge fallout of all kinds of front people and background people, all the different jobs and tasks that it takes to make up an event involves all kinds of skills. All those skills have been literally shut down. Businesses have been shut down and the government supports haven't proven themselves to be strong enough to help those artists maintain their businesses and keep them floating along until things would open again, which is, of course, what we're all hoping to happen is that all these events will come back and reopen and be activated very soon. Now, it's it's a tough realisation when you see a well-known artist. We have a singer by the name of Mary Coughlin here in Ireland, and she has been a singer for years in, and she's got this very deep voice. Look her up on YouTube. She did a very revealing interview a few months ago about her, the reality of her salary, the reality of the changes in the musical world and what her experience has been. Take a listen to this clip. Similar. Oh yeah. Uh, good. Good to talk to you. Yeah. I, I, I've been thinking a lot about you and, and, and you know, people we have in regularly who sing us songs. And, and that's that's yeah. something that you do. Uh, and, and we've been told over the last few years that gigging is where it's at because with the advent of streaming services like Spotify, uh, CD sales don't cut the mustard when it comes to making money anymore for people like you. So, so where... Well, that's true. And then, well, yeah, go on. Where are you at? That's the, the question. Sorry. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm speaking today and I did speak at the weekend on behalf of the Musician uh, Music and Entertainment Association of Ireland, which was set up three weeks ago. Um, we're at a very strange place indeed. Um, 
most of your listeners probably don't know, but that anybody in a, a good situation like myself who does get Spotify plays, I receive um, zero, zero point one of a cent for a play. You know, that's just beside yeah. the point. But how many, many, many plays would you get in a year? I suppose people would want to be interested to know that as well, wouldn't they? Um, I got a 299-page royalty statement at the end of last year um, from places from, I'd say, from Arizona to Zambia to Russia. Yeah. I got 29 euros. 29 euros 29. for a year yeah. of plays? Yeah, on Spotify. Right, right. But then the government in each individual country takes away the tax as well that they are entitled to take from your 0 0.01 of a cent. Yeah. Anyway. Listen, and so I'm, look, I'm, just, music, I'm, just, I'm just looking at you there now. Ancient Rain, 441,993 streams on Spotify. Yeah. Which seems like an awful yeah. lot, doesn't it? Near half a million. And yeah, well, you know, um, I didn't write it, so whoever oh, yes, wrote, whoever wrote it. Oh, yes, whoever wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So okay. It. So my, new, my yeah. new album is, I wrote my new song. So Life Stories, yes. And, and I heard the new single not only today, but last week as well on Ronan Collins, Two Breaking Into One, which we played. And do you of. love it? I do. It's it's very Dusty Springfield. I, I, I do. Very dusty. <laughs> it, no, it's, it's, it's that lovely big sound that I love. I, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you like it? Of course he did. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> you look at what I'm talking about yes, today and what you rang me about. Is I'm representing the Mus Music and Entertainers Association of Ireland. And I was contacted by Matt McGranahan and Jackie Conby last week. And uh, to see what we could do, because um, more than 4,000 members were um, just overnight put from the 350 payment onto the the 203 payment. 73% okay. um, of people in the music business depend on solely the music business, whether you're a stage technician, a driver, whether you own a PA company, whether you're a guitar player or a saxophone player, or like myself, a singer. We are solely dependent on the music industry for, for our, our income. Some years it's good, some years it's really bad. So I how do they calculate? How did they calculate? So you were on the 350 payment, and then was, when yeah. they changed it, that you they reduced it to 2,000. They changed it, but they seem to be they changed it three weeks ago to 203, and they said they calculated my income on the from the year 2017 to 2018. And that year I wrote a play. Uh, called Woman Undone with uh, two guys, uh, Broken Talkers, uh, Gary and Phelan. And I received a grant of 11,000 euros for my year's work. Mm. I didn't do very much other work that year. I did a couple of gigs with the Woman's Heart, um, women, well, for, with Francis and Chardon, and I went to Australia. When I go to Australia, my task is calculated on the tour, and you're not allowed to leave Australia with your tax number intact unless you pay your tax. The same goes for New Zealand, same goes for Norway, where I go to a lot in Finland. Okay. In England, you know, anyways. Um, so my tax was taken on that year which, when I would have had a, a low enough income. But I, I've been looking at my tax returns for the past year. People think because you're in the public eye a lot, even people in our group would have thought that I, I probably make an average of 30 grand a year or less, you know. Um, I a think, lot I think people will be shocked by that, Mary. Well, I swear to God, it's true. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm not saying it's not true, but but but, but I, I manage say, fine on that. I manage fine on that yeah. way. I pay my mortgage and all my bills on that. Yeah. I manage fine on that. No, but but, but like, that's what I earn. But you are in the yeah. public eye, and you know you're a sort of a national treasure. 
uh, we love to see you coming in here and 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 people would assume they just would assume that you, that you earn more than that they would assume yeah, yeah. they would assume that but i don't and okay. um, there so, are a lot so, of people my musicians who are the finest band of musicians i've played with in many a year are reduced now uh, two people i know have gone to live at home again and um, some of the guys have are shared shared accommodation, and with the two hundred and three reduced to with their three fifty reduced to two hundred three, they have forty euros a week to live on. Right. After they pay their their share of the rent and their share of the bills, you know. Yeah. And by the time you buy a small bit of shopping and pay for your phone, well, you can't really. No. And and you know, in this country, the the, the COVID nineteen payments have cost the exchequer. The figures were printed this morning in the Irish Times. Actually, been earned by RTE. The COVID um, payments have cost the exchequer six point eight billion. Yeah. But as you know, and we labour as um, we talk about it long and hard, we, we paid back the bank. Um, you know, um, sixty four billion, and we bailed out the bank in two thousand and eight. I was refused, as many of the members, sixty one percent of the members in our group, have been refused debt relief by the, not debt relief. I got a mortgage payment of three, uh, three a mortgage holiday of three months. And my mortgage is due on the 29th of this month. And I duly rang the bank and said, what am I to do? And he said, well, if you don't pay it, you'll be, um, like many other people, you'll be in arrears. I'm not allowed to mention the bank's name. And um, your your, your producer (laughs) said that. And although I happily would, you know me. And they said, well, we will. um, The guy was really nice and he was, you know, helpful. But he said, you know what will happen if you don't. You will go into arrears and we will be phoning you three or four times a day and writing to you twice a week. So um, there you go. And um, many people in our group, more than 11% have had to contact um, social, um, um, St. Vincent de Paul. 3% of the members on the group were asked to take a survey last week. They felt like um, they've had to contact services about suicide and depression. And this is unprecedented in in the yeah. in in this industry, you know. And I suppose, um, like everyone is saying, that the arts and music and comedy will be the last industry to return. Um, we have no roadmap no, um, of returning. No, no. And I've spoken to a lot of theatre owners, like uh, the Mermaid Theatre and and um, the lovely Fergal in Galway um, Town Hall, where I got my lovely award a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. What was that for? It was from In this next clip that I'm going to play for you, this man speaks about what his business is and what the COVID pandemic has done to his business, how it has affected his life, his employees, how that these hidden tasks that many of us don't think about when we go to an event involve so many specialised skills. Take a listen to his story. Um, my name's Vincent Macklin. I, in 1987, I formed uh, Panic Sound and Light. So we initially were just basic sound and lighting company doing small local events. But over the years, we have grown now to be a major supplier of staging, sound, sound lighting, LED screens, and that sort of thing. We do everything from musicals, school shows, vintage days, agricultural shows, outdoor events, right up to festivals of up to about 10,000, 15,000 people. So I can supply a um, complete package for any festival, so st- sound, lighting, screens, stage, 
barriers for the house tent to hold that and that's kind of our, um, our strong point. So I'm very conscious now that it's approaching the 12th of March and it was 12th of March last year when we did our last gig and I just wanted to um, make this little video to I suppose bring it to the attention again of people that our industry has been very much forgotten about and that when this whole Covid thing ends that people are going to be anxious to get out, they've been cooped up for a year, they're going to be anxious to get out, they're going to want to go to events, festivals and things and there won't be an industry here if something isn't done. We all were prepared for three, six, maybe nine months of closure but nobody was prepared for the fact that 12 months later we'd still be closed and with very little um, very little prospect of anything happening in the in the near future. And vehicles are a big part of our business, as you can see. Our lorry, which would be carrying the the gear, usually the audio and lighting gear. We have our own 50 foot cherry picker. Um, our van. We have a 40 foot trailer, which we bought last March, about the 8th of March ready for the busy 2020 season which never happened so that actually never left the yard it's loaded with our 15 meter um, curved stage for outdoor events we also have this lorry here which is our 26 ton rigid which carries a lot of the heavier stuff for the outdoor stage and like the ballast blocks and the stage decks and that kind of thing and then this black unit here is our um, fold-out trailer stage. This is the biggest uh, trailer-based stage in Ireland. It folds out into, to give a stage that's 40 foot by 40 foot floor area and 25 foot high. So it's very impressive. But again, didn't, didn't get any use. It was booked out. It was booked for a lot of events last year and none of them happened. All these vehicles are supposed to be taxed, tested, etc, etc, etc. So if I was to avail of the LPSS, I would have to have these vehicles all ready to go and on the road. My insurance bill is 14,000 a year. And you don't have to be a mathematical genius to figure out that that is the total of... Uh, if I was getting pop payment, 350 a week, that would be the total payment gone, just on insurance. I received a thousand, a gig to the value of a thousand euros out of that first five million thing and to, to get that thousand I had to basically spend 14,000 so it doesn't make sense. It's, it, there, there is no sort of plan, no endings in sight so what I would like to see is some sort of a plan which would allow um, smaller events to, to begin using some sort of rapid testing or whatever. I don't think it's impossible. It's something that needs to be explored. I would hope that we all can agree that a world without the arts, without artists creating beautiful music, creating beautiful shows, making wonderful events that keep the spirits and the vibrational aspect of our lives up and high is a sad loss in society. How many of us who have enjoyed going out to concerts and events miss them so much? So you might wonder why art is important. 
A lady by the name of Catherine McGeechy put this short video together to explain why art is important. And this includes both the visual arts as well as other arts. Take a listen. Why is visual art important to both society at large and Ireland? Well, I have some thoughts on that. First of all, visual art, all art in fact, triggers in the human being the ability to think we instead of me. Isn't it so important in this day and age that we learn to think we instead of me, that we learn to share? Secondly, it allows us to enjoy difference. Don't we need today to be able to enjoy difference? It allows us to enjoy one another instead of fighting one another. Isn't that what's so important? And release all the monies that are spent in arms, release them for peaceful, creative activity. Is that not what's far more important? Art triggers in the human being the ability to do that. It allows us to see all aspects of a situation, all aspects of a person. So we begin to experience the treasure that the wonderful creation of the human being and nature actually is. We're able to solve problems. It triggers in us our solution side. So suddenly, instead of being bogged down with, with a negative state and depressed, depression costs Ireland $400 million per annum. So instead of that, suddenly we see so many different ways of tackling a problem. Problems become solutions waiting to happen. And art triggers in us the ability to have fun. Hasn't the world become so serious? We instantly, through technology, see so many problems happening at the one time. The news is full of them. But don't we need more fun? Art triggers that part in us suddenly allows us to see these experiences that our logical side has denied us from experiencing. So those are some of my thoughts on why art is uh, really, really important to society. But why is art important to Ireland? Well, uh, the great creative songwriter Sean McCarthy once said, the bog isn't a place. It's a feeling. Interestingly, as Ireland has become more consumer-focused and material-focused, Ireland has become a place, the land of saints and scholars, a land where atmosphere and environment was to be caught, was to be experienced, the invisible world of spirit and heart have been lost in the distraction of material. Art brings us back into this wonderful, wonderful, uh, rich, invisible landscape of spirit and heart. This is a part of the great heritage that Ireland has to offer. And this is part of what we now need to draw others back to experience through visual art. Now, this lady mentions in this video a strong reference to visual art and a strong reference to my home country of Ireland. But I would say that this same knowledge you can say is as important for the Irish people where I live as English people, African people, American people, no matter where you come from across the world. Art is one of those forms, whether it be music or something creative, it's one of those forms that really enhances 
our consciousness. It helps our mental health. It fires up our spirit and creative parts of our being. Art is vital. It's part of who we are. We are creative human beings. So it really is a very deep concern to see what's happening in our world at the moment with the COVID pandemic. However, I would say in response to what you've listened to so far in this podcast is that while the pandemic has really hurt some form of arts in the most public of ways, there has been an, inc an incredible opportunity for new creative styles to emerge forth. And it will be only over the next year or two that we will realize the new forms of creativity that have been created as a result of the COVID pandemic. So not all is bad and dark and gray. Now, on a brighter tone, I just want to remind you that we here at Music Secrets Exposed are sponsoring the Musical Changemakers competition. Never more importantly now than ever before, I believe that change in society is needed. And through music, those of you with musical skill have a huge opportunity to create change. Because think about it, music creates a movement of emotion, a movement of motivation, a movement of motion, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Music is a motivator. It sparks off creativity. It brings high emotional, vibrant states to everyday life. We are so excited to be able to sponsor this competition. If you go over to musicalchangemakers.com, you will find all the details there. It's really easy to enter. You can be a group or you can be a soloist and it's open to anyone. Please go over to musicalchangemakers.com. Just have a quick look at the site. Just understand the submission process, really simple. All you need is a YouTube link to submit your entry. And I wish you the best of luck and I hope to see your entry very soon. The closing date for entries is the 31st of August. And after that, we will be releasing a short list of the chosen top 10. And then on the 24th of September, we hope to be able to make the announcements of the winners. So I wish you the best of luck in your preparation for your entry. Just go over to musicalchangemakers.com. This is your opportunity to create change in this world of ours today. Have a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow.